0: Hello and welcome to Wayward Witch, a pagan podcast. My name is Miranda, and I'll be guiding you along this journey to explore non-denominational witchcraft for the modern practitioner every Tuesday. You can find us on your preferred podcast provider, or by following the links on Twitter at WayWitchCast, or on Facebook and Instagram at WayWitchPodcast. Feel free to reach out for questions, concerns, or even just to chit-chat, as I do love to hear from all of you. Let's walk this path together. Whether you call it a book of shadows or a grimoire, it's pretty common knowledge that most witches create their own books full of correspondences, spells, recipes, and phases of the moon and seasonal cycles. Some even use theirs to record readings, dreams, and various omens throughout their day. For the sake of consistency throughout this episode, I'll refer to it as a grimoire. You can purchase an elaborate, handmade, leather-bound tome filled with hand-pressed paper, a simple spiral notebook found in the office supply section of your local store. Hell, you can even use technology by creating a grimoire through your Note app on your phone or a word processing software in your computer like WordPad, Microsoft Word, or OpenOffice Writer. A word of caution, though. Should you use the technology side of things... I would suggest backing all of your documents up on Drive or something similar so that if anything were to happen to your computer or mobile device, you can still have your digital grimoire available once you replace the defunct one. There's also this really cool trend popping up in some circles where witches will use old, reclaimed books and write over the print for their grimoires which not only makes your grimoire look amazing, but it's also eco-friendly by reusing paper products rather than contributing to the creation of new notebooks and tomes. If eco-friendliness is important to you and you don't want to go that route, though, there are plenty of stationary options available that use recycled materials. I personally use a dot-grid notebook that I got for $10 at my local store, If you've been listening pretty religiously so far, you'd know that I am an absolute glutton for all things dot grid, which is a type of alignment system that uses very small dots rather than lines, so that you can have a little more wiggle room with artistic endeavors without lines going through your doodles and sketches, while also providing the structure for you to write straight. It's really big with bullet journalism, and since that's been on the rise, it's pretty easy to find inexpensive dot grid notebooks. I definitely suggest using one if you struggle with straight writing, but still want to add art into your grimoire. Now that stationary choices are out of the way, what should you put in it? Most witches of the Wiccan path will dedicate their first page to writing out the read. Looking at my own grimoire, I personally started off with the Wheel of the Year. You can also add a sigil with your preferred intention, a blessing for the tome, or a curse for those who mess with your grimoire without permission artwork dedicated to your deity or your practice whatever you choose really and that's what the whole grimoire is the witch's choice of information but let's say you're struggling with inspiration for what to put in there and you've already done the basic correspondences moon phases days of the week so on and so forth you want to add some pizzazz i got you fam While everyone typically adds a section within their grimoire for plant correspondences, I like to add local plant correspondences to my little book. This list includes both magical and practical properties, as well as any warnings regarding toxicity to humans and any pets. A quick Google search will help you with that information. In my state, we're all pretty lucky to have a Department of Conservation that keeps the information handy and easily accessible. Speaking of correspondences, one of the lists I added into my current grimoire is one of everyday objects and their magical uses. This master list includes shaving cream, hole punches, and even candy corn, which, by the way, is disgusting. You can also add instructional information in your grimoire, like how-tos for storing and drying herbs, and detailed instructions on how to draw sigils. You can add collages that spark inspiration using newspaper and magazine clippings. You can make origami pop-ups here and there. I personally have an origami pop-up pendulum board in my grimoire, which I'm quite fond of. You can glue or tape little envelopes in the pages filled with little spells, affirmations, recipes, or writing prompts for your grimoire. You can adhere a small mirror inside the cover for scrying or any other mirror work. I also came across an amazing tutorial by crystals, candles, cauldrons on Tumblr on how to create your own perpetual calendar that I'll be sharing on Facebook for all of you to see and incorporate it if you would like to. Play with it a little bit by adding interactive elements, textures, and whatever else you may want to for your grimoire. The possibilities are endless. And maybe you're not artistically inclined, and you pine for the beautiful grimoire spreads that you see across social media. Firstly, I want to say that you owe it to no one to artistically fit into the fold. What's most important is how it all feels to you, not how other will, others will accept it. However, let's say that you want the aesthetic to inspire you. What I personally do is recreate the things that I see in my internet searchings. While I lack the originality and skill to create those things myself, what I'm fully capable of doing is recreating things that I see, and maybe you can do the same. If not, you can print or trace things you see and put it where you wish in your grimoire. If you do wish to share your recreations online, though, please be kind and credit the original artist so that it's not seen as theft. If you're so inclined, message the artist and thank them for the inspiration. As with everything here at Wayward Witch, just remember that your magic and practice are entirely your own, and that you don't have to spend a whole lot of money on things that are being sold with the witchcraft tag. When we, as witches, collectively stop purchasing items from those who sell things at a high markup simply for it being stamped as pagan or Wiccan, we end the cycle of turning our faith and practice into a commodity. As I've stated before, that's not to say that handmade items that have a lot of work and materials put into them aren't worth it, but they're not necessary. Therefore, fellow broke witches are just as valid as those with the money to spend on the expensive stuff. After all, our ancestors either used items gathered for free from the earth or readily available and widely used within the home. Never forget that. I do want to apologize for the short episode today. If you've been listening in for the past few episodes, you know I've been battling one hell of an illness these last few weeks. Thankfully, though, I recently made a trip to the hospital and got my hands on some pretty heavy-duty antibiotics, which are helping by leaps and bounds these last few days. So thank you, dear listeners, for sticking by me through the process. It's been a whole battle, especially since it's rendered me deaf in one ear, which is has made it impossible for me to listen to music properly for three weeks if you're so inclined i'd appreciate all good vibes and healing energy sent my way while i eat amoxicillin for breakfast for the next seven days i do hope everyone had a blast for the full moon a few days ago and that y'all are enjoying the cooler weather coming through at least here in the u.s and never forget witchlings be kind be brave be unstoppable